Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the JLR Podcast Network, and it's time for another episode of uh, Broken Sword, the Shadow of the Templars walkthrough and review. I say another episode, as in this is the 10th episode, but uh, this could be the final episode, depending on how th well things go and how much time I have. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to finish this... Uh, tonight with this episode the walkthrough and review and it's p possible but it might be a very long show but in that case let's do this really quickly the quick review of what has happened so far we play george stobart young american young american you know that drill you know potato boy never mind i'm stalling <coughs> young american traveling in paris at the end of the 90s <coughs> fall time excuse me where he was at a cafe, and the cafe was blown up by this clown who had uh, blew it up with an, an accordion, not an a not a harmonica. Get that right. Um, where he had also like stolen a briefcase from this guy right before the, uh, the cafe blew up, and George was like pissed off, like I want to catch this clown. So he teamed up with a. Freelance photojournalist Nico Collard and they together found uh, some clues and evidence about the killer that led them to his hotel where he had a manuscript in his safe and uh, that manuscript turned out to be quite the twist in this game because all of a sudden we were dealing with the Templars. The, it was a medieval uh, manuscript about the Knights Templars and that manuscript uh, led George and Nico to discover many different things. And uh, there were many clues that uh, uh, led George to on a quite the adventure trip, not only in Fran in Paris, but also around the not not around the world, but in, uh, yeah, around some places in Europe and uh, and in the Middle East. So found a gem in Ireland, tripod as well in. Uh, that was also found in Ireland, but at the Macroon Museum. Though the tripod and the uh, the gem in the tripod led to a clue that was Marib in Syria, and then we found a clue that it was uh, connected to the bull's head in the manuscript. That was actually a hill. Inside that hill, there was a uh, secret cave, and in the secret cave, there was a statue of the three hideous faces, which was which was reflected in the uh, mirror in the ma manuscript. And then there was a, a map of Britain and the words of Caesars uh, to the edge of the end of the world, west to the edge of the end, end of the world. <coughs> then there was a lens that Klausner had, who's that in there, by the way. And that that was the that was we thought it was first crystal ball, but it was actually a lens that the knight was holding. Obviously, uh, Lobinell helped us helped us discover who the knight was in the uh, manuscript. It was uh, part, it was part of the De Vasconcellos, and we had already been before we yeah we before we went to Marie, we went to Spain to uh, collect the chalice from uh, Spain. And uh, so yeah, the loom the loom clue in the, the man working on a loom. That was the lead for Spain. And um, so we had like, so we had done all these things. We had the chalice, we had the lens from Marib. But then it was like, what else is the, what else are we, is the manuscript pointing to? What are we missing? So we went back to Montfanchu. We finally went into the church there. 
And there was this priest we talked to, and uh, he decided to uh, polish the uh, chalice a little bit. And while we were there, there's this weird statue of a very scholarly knight. Like the knight in the manuscript. And uh, what happened was, you could look through the uh, the scroll that he was holding in his hand. And you could, uh, you could see the stained glass, the big windows at the... Uh, uh, at the altar, right? And first it was just a, a normal image, but then when you put the lens in, you saw an image of a burning man. So it had to be uh, the last grand, grand master of the Templars, Jacques de Molay, and, um, and the date was 1314. Then we find out that the, guy, that the priest, after he saw the coat of arms on the chalice, he was like, I recognize that. It's from that grave at the end, of, at, in the corner. We look at the grave and we found the last, we found the knight that was missing, the Tevascon Don Carlos, part of the Tevascon Jealous family. And there was these, there were these uh, biblical references, Psalms, near his tomb. And George uh, decided to memorize them. And then, you know, we needed to know more about like what these clues, for example, the statue that we found in Syria. Again, we went to Lopino, more clues, right? We need... We we saw this three hideous fa uh, statue with three hideous faces, and he was like, "Ah, yes, that's that's the idol, Baphomet." We've heard that, right? We've heard we have heard they talk about so the sword of Baphomet, the conspiracy, right? They need to find the broken sword, and uh, apparently this is an idol they were uh, the uh, the Inquisition said the Templars were worshiping, and um, that they, they had never found anything like that until. Like a month, or was it a week ago, or like a month ago, or something? They found finally found another statue like that at at, at a excavation site at some building in, in Paris. And uh, George was like, "Okay, I'm going straight there." And uh, wouldn't you know, it was being guarded by a security guard, it was very evasive, and he like the mention of the word Templars. He was like really suspicious. Like <laughs> he was definitely on their payroll. And um, the painter said there was some weird rich looking people coming out and trying to see uh, this um, excavation site, the dig. And even uh, we showed the picture of Khan and he had been there. So it, it was definitely worth checking out. And so by f after fooling uh, the security guard with a fake key that we made from plaster of Paris, and then getting him out of there, uh, he started fighting with the painter because uh, Nico had called the painter before and then <laughs> he abused him so he didn't want to talk to her again but we had her call and let the security go up and uh, try to convince the painter to come downstairs to take take the phone call but they started fighting so we had a chance to go inside and there was the statue and uh, there was a mosaic glass under the statue it was kind of uh, and you couldn't really see what it what it was all off like it was it was kind of unclear but once we had the chalice the polished chalice on the uh, at, a, at, a, at an access point near the statue, the reflection of a church was clear in the uh, on the surface of the chalice. So we went to Nico and told her that, and obviously, you know, we now know what the chalice was for. So now we can go. We are in Spain, and we're going to return it to the Countess. And uh, we actually first we ended the show on talking to Lopez and the gardener, and he, and he was very hostile with us. At the beginning but like he was like i owe you an apology to the countess is smiling and she's so happy again so he's on our good side now so that's good to know but 
So we and and also at the end, uh, oh yeah, Moo died. Inspector Moo is dead. Uh, Sergeant Moo, sorry. And uh, Inspector Rosso doesn't want to talk to us, and it's like that was kind of a shock. And um, what else? Ah, uh, yes. Um, we finally looked at the manuscript. So we have really found all the clues. We have found the gem, the lens, the tripod, the bull's head, the Spanish knight, the location of, of the of the Spain, and um, and the reflection thing. We saw that. That was the chalice and the the statue in Paris. So we everything in the in the actual manuscript has been found, but we still have not answers for. The clues they were uh, we were led to the uh, the image of the burning man 1314 the image of a church and then what else there's something about the biblical psalms with the the uh, Don Carlos de Vasconcelos night uh, his uh, his tomb in France at the in the church of Montfanchon. what does it all mean well let's restore and let's see if we cannot just quickly find out so Lopez is here and we said yeah yeah we already talked to him so we're going back inside into this very very nicely uh, constructed building looks very old but looks very classy up the stairs we're going straight to the countess and just tell her what we discovered she will be happy to know we found the last night the last night. There she is. She stands up. Senor Stobart. Oh, what a pleasure. Please, sit down. Hi, Countess. The pleasure's all mine. I brought is. back your chalice. Hmm. Why? You've had it cleaned. <laughs> yeah. I met an obliging priest with a soft cloth. <laughs> Have you resolved the Templar mystery? No, not yet. I don't even know what it is I'm after. There are many stories of the knights secreting great wealth away. Whatever. All I know is I don't want the bad guys to get it. Ah, to be young and live in a world of moral absolutes. <laughs> He's being honest, though. Like, we're not really sure what they're after, but... We just don't want the bad guys. We don't want those new order, new world order. Those conspiracy, that, that conspiracy should not take over. Let's talk about the chalice. I discovered something amazing with that chalice. In mm. Paris, I found a church where they recognized the coat of arms. <gasps> I found the tomb of Don Carlos de Vasconcelos. You are sure? There can be no mistake? No mistake. The coat of arms on the chalice matches the one on the tomb. Incredible. You have my most profound thanks. I must go there as soon as possible. Yeah? Well, I'd be happy to show you the city. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Anyways, um, let's ask her about herself a little bit. There's something else that I discovered carved on Don Carlos's tomb. Hmm. Biblical references. What are the references, Senor Stobart? Psalms 32.7, Corinthians... I am not a good enough scholar to know the Bible, chapter and verse. I meant, what are the quotations? You know, I forgot to ask the priest. Hmm. We forgot to do that. So we don't have the actual quotations from the Bible. 
So we we don't really have anything else to talk about. So we probably need to get the Bible from the mausoleum. Let's leave. I'll have a look around if that's okay. My home is your home. I shall remain here. She's being very nice to us. Yeah, let's go to the mausoleum. Like we're gonna talk about the the, the references in the Bible, and we're not. We don't even have the quotation. Like what it actually is. What do you actually have to say? I just noticed something here. This is the small... It was just a little utility room with no exit. Unless you counted the window. <laughs> and I didn't. This is the utility room that uh, Lobus was in when he had to fix his hose. There's something here. It was a small mirror hanging over the sink. From the scum in the sink, it looked like he shaved there. I think it's good to have that mirror if you could take it. And we do back put it in a pocket why not we have put t-shaped tools inside inside that jacket so a small mirror should fit easily let's go outside and let's get to the mausoleum real quick bum, bum. very nice big garden and i mean if there's a gardener Watering with plants every day. No wonder it looks so nice. Mausoleum, summer house. Easy mistake to make. No, <laughs> George. He thought it was the summer house before. He thought it was. Knew it was mausoleum. Uh, that nincompoop. Alright, so we're getting closer to the mausoleum. We haven't really checked out some of the uh, statues here outside. There's one, no, well, we can't actually, actually, cannot select that one, but there's one over the door here. Let's see. Over the doorway was a statue of a hooded figure bearing a cross. Mm -hmm. And then on the top? The statue on the top of the building looked like the one in the Parisian church. <gasps> he seemed to be looking out to sea. For what? Really? That's the big clue, then. That was the same... Must have been the same night then. Let's just get inside the mausoleum. Here we are at the mausoleum. We see the Bible here. The Benito. chess pieces had been removed and the Bible returned to its resting place. The candles had been lit. The Countess's way of saying thanks to her ancestors, I guess. The candles have been lit. We can... We have fire. So... If these candles are lit, maybe we can lit this big, very old candle here at the top. Hanging from the ceiling was a huge yellowed candle. It looked really old and had never been lit. A really old candle, eh? I'm pretty sure everything that's been old in in this place has helped us so far. The old chess sets and, you know, this mausoleum. So why not see what happens if we could maybe get this old candle to burn out. Actually, let's pick up the Bible. Let's see, there's a stick. It was here, a, right? rod a rod with a cone and a hook on the end. I guessed it was for snuffing out the big candle in the chandelier. Hey, so we could do that. Uh, there's an open window. High there. up in the dome were windows. I guess they might open them to make it less stuffy in there. I'm a little bit afraid that if that window's open, you wouldn't be able to lit the candle because of the wind. So, shall we 
close the window. Now what can we do to lit the thing on the, over the candles? Let's look at it again. Now that it had given up its secret, the glass squares and the lectern oh, were just looking decorative at the glass again. Square. Sorry. What about this? The candle, the actual candle. It was a rod with a cone and a hook on the end. I guessed it was for snuffing out the big candle in the no, shape. He's looking at the rod again. So, what could we use that could be lit up? Not the picture, not the T-shaped tool. What about this? It was the soggy tissue I'd found in the sewers. It's tissue. It could be lit up. What about the Bible? It was the Spanish Bible I borrowed from the mausoleum. <laughs> we'll probably burn that one up and we will not get the quotation. So let's see if we can use this grease paint here. Not the grease paint, the, um, the tissue with the grease paint on it. And then on the, over the candle. Oh wait, for some reason I took it off again. That was not what I, I meant to do. Let's do that again. Okay. And then no, that was a silly idea. <laughs> I decided to think things through. <laughs> I cannot, obviously, I need to lit the, the thing before. I need to lit the tissue before we can lit the candle. Let's see, it's on the top now. It's on the on the candle, right? There it is. The burning candle. And now we can lit the candle. And there we go. We have lit the candle. The big old big old big old yellow candle in the top in the ceiling. And it is burning rather quickly. Yes, it is. It's quickly burning down. We're just seeing the small a small animation that shows the candle burning and there is something there's something inside the candle the that candle had burnt brilliantly, but only for a couple of minutes. Okay. Some kind of special formulation, I guess. Hmm. And had yielded up this. What is it? A complex shape expertly cut in stone. I figured it was some kind of key. So, some sort of a stone key. Shape really complex made key. Let's look at it again. It was a smooth, intricately carved piece of stone that had been concealed inside the great candle. Hmm. So it looks like a key. So that definitely would lead us to something. Right? It's definitely something that the Templars were meant to use. So that is also quite the the piece of evidence we have now. That there is something bigger here. There's something going on in Spain. Let's see. Uh, well, let's uh, go to the Countess with and show her the Bible. And let's see what we can figure out about these Psalms from the Bible. Uh, what they're all about. Yeah, that that candle burned down pretty quickly. I honestly wonder if are there really candles that can do that? Find that might be. I have no idea. Let's just get back to the house as soon as possible.
very quiet here. There's no... Obviously, it's just two people that live there, and there's just one guy just gardening the whole time. Let's go up the stairs again. Show her the Bible. Maybe show her the key. Although, will she be happy that we burned down the... <laughs> we burned down that really remarkable uh, candle in the mausoleum. What is this? It was a large window with shutters. Okay, it doesn't matter. Let's talk to her then. We have the... Uh, we have the Bible there. Hello again. Mind if I sit? Please, be my guest. Let's sit down. Show her the Bible. Here's the Bible from the mausoleum. Very well. Let us begin. The first reference. Okay, first reference. Psalms 32, 7. Okay. Thou art my hiding place. Thou okay. shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Hiding my place. hiding place. Hiding place. Don't get your hopes up too high. This might just be leading us to where we found the chalice. Hmm. You are right, of course. The next. Okay. John 4, 11. John 4, 11. John 4, 11. Here, the well is deep. Well. The next. Uh, quickly. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Corinthians 4, 5. Mm -hmm. Here it is. We'll bring to light the hidden things. Hmm. Any more? Just one. Psalms again. 22, 21. Save me from the lion's mouth. For thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. Lion's mouth. The last is confusing. Lions, unicorns, what's it mean? I can't guess. Salient points seem to be a hiding place and a deep well. Hmm. In no sense is the mausoleum a well, Senor Stobart. Hmm. Is there a well in the grounds? I do not know. I suppose that there must have been once upon a time. Lopez is the man to ask about anything pertaining to the estate. All right, we should talk to Lopez then about him. Shall we show her the key that we found at the mausoleum? What do you make of this? It looks like some sort of key. Where did you get it from? It was buried inside the great candle in the mausoleum. Inside it? What have you done to it? Uh -oh. I, uh, lit it. But it is irreplaceable. Listen, the candle was to be lit in case of Moorish attack, right? Well, it burnt down in no time and revealed this key thing. Maybe that was the real purpose of lighting the candle. What are you suggesting? That lighting the candle was the equivalent of break glass in case of emergency. A sentiment must not stand in the way of solving this mystery. Whew. You did the right thing. Lucky us. <laughs> She seemed pissed off, but sent, yeah, we did the right thing. Thank you. We have her blessing. Let's leave. I'll just have another look around. Very well. All right. Lopez would know if there is a well somewhere in the nearby, somewhere uh, in this. This is a very big place. So the quiet, the garden itself is really large. So. He must have an idea about, like, if there was a well located before that was maybe closed down or something. Let's go up to Lopez. Let's look at him first. Lopez. One man and his hose. <laughs> That's a good description of Hi, Lopez. Hi, Lopez. Got a minute? 
Certainly, senor. How can I help you? So much more helpful now. <laughs> In a much better mood. We can ask about a lot of things. We can ask about the, the Countess. So the Countess feels that the curse is lifted. I would not put it so strongly. Your discovery of the chalice was proof that the Templars never abandoned the De Vasconcelos. It counts for a great deal with my lady. All right. What about the uh, the chalice? What's the story behind the chalice vanishing? When the Inquisition raided, in the absence of Don Carlos, it was believed that they had taken it. Hmm. Naturally, they denied the charge as they denied taking the children. Oh, yeah. And naturally, nobody believed them. But they were telling the truth. The chalice was hidden from them. You don't suppose they were telling the truth about the children as well, do you? Madre de Dios! <clears throat> I had not thought of that. But then what happened to them? I don't know. If the Inquisition didn't take them, then who did? You must speak to my lady of these. Count on it. We should talk to her about the... Ch oh, okay, so the Inquisition may be... They, they never took the chalice, so they maybe never took the children as well, because they denied that as well. Interesting. Let's ask about the well. You must know just about everything that there is to know about this place. See, I have lived my whole life here in the service of the Divas Conchelos. Wow. Do you know of a well anywhere around here? A well? See, si, senor. This used to be a fortified villa. Hmm? How can you last a siege without water? Great. So where is it? How should I know? <laughs> the well was covered over in the last century. It was dangerous, you see. And you have no idea where it was? None. It was hidden even before my grandfather's time. Mm -hmm. I see. So he wouldn't know where the well is if it was hidden that long time ago. We'd still ask about it. Well, you must have a vague idea of where the well is. It must have been in the old house's courtyard. Hmm. So that would put it around here. Here? Okay. Now, how do we find it? There might be a way. Let me think about it. He's going to do think about it. We still have the uh, we can still ask about it because um uh, when he says let me think about it he we were meant to do something else but that was to find this key here well, that we've already found. We can show him the key. Do you know what this is? No, señor. Is it some kind of key? Yeah, I think it probably is. Where did you get it? It was hidden inside the big candle in the mausoleum. And you burnt it? I wondered what the light was I saw through the window. My lady will be furious. The candle was centuries old. No, it's cool. She realizes how important finding this key is. Yes, we got our approval. Let's ask about the well then. Any ideas yet? We are looking for a source of water, see? Yes. For generations, the Spanish country folk have had a secret way of locating water. Mm. Even if it is meters beneath the ground. Ah, you're not talking about water dousing, are you? <laughs> eh? You know, you get a stick and walk around until the stick twitches and dig there. Oh, you've heard of it. Yeah, I think most of the planet has. <laughs> okay, let's get a stick. Uno momento. Oh. It must be a special stick. A Y of hazel. Right. Do you have any hazel trees? See, si. Here. That is hazel. Hmm. He's pointed towards some trees here and said it was hazel. All right. Catch you later, Lopez. 
Adios, Senor Toba. Let's see if we let's look at these hazel trees here and see what can we can find. So that was what a hazel tree looks like. Okay. Do we have any? I went over to find a suitable stick. Y-shaped I stick? don't believe it. There wasn't a single usable Y-shaped branch on the whole damn thing. Ah, so we're not going to get anything from that hazel tree. Anyways, shall we talk to the Countess about the, the fact that the children, that they denied the Inquisition, de denied they took the chalice and the children. And it is true, they never took the chalice because we found it. So could it be that the children were never taken by the Inquisition and... They're somewhere. They went somewhere else. Something else happened to them. We can mention that. He said he told us to talk about it to the countess. Hello again. Mind if I sit? Please be my guest. We get the option to talk about the chess piece. I mean the the, the yeah the chess set. There's still the mystery of that missing chess piece. I do not think that it will ever be discovered. Unless the fate of the children is revealed. The Inquisition were suspected of taking the chalice and the kids, right? We know now they were innocent of the first crime. What if... They did not take the children either. Then what happened to them? The Inquisition admitted to killing Don Carlos's manservant. Now this guy had been told to protect the kids at all costs, right? That is correct. I think he hid them and the chalice when he got wind that the Inquisition was coming. Hmm. With him dead, and Don Carlos driven mad with grief, there was nobody left who knew the secret. You know what this means, don't you? I fear so. The children are still here somewhere. If this <laughs> is so, then it is small wonder that the Devasconcellas are cursed. I got goosebumps. The children are still here. That actually really gave me goosebumps. I'll have a look around, if that's okay. My home is your home. I shall remain here. Yeah, you kind of told us that before. You don't have to repeat yourself. <laughs> would be would be kind of mean if George would reply like that to her. But yeah, that was kind of a that's kind of freaky to know about that. Like the children are still here. If the it was all the. Tr the truth, the Inquisition was telling the truth. They never took the chalice. They never took the children. The guy who was supposed to protect the children was they, they, uh, they admitted to murdering that night, or that guy. And man, uh, what was it? Don Carlos Manservant. What is this here? It looked a lot like a hazel tree. That's another hazel tree. That's a tree very close to the uh, utility room. Let's look at this hazel tree. Real I went over to find a suitable stick. Aha! Oh. Well done, George. Well done. We found a Y-shaped stick. Yes, look, look at it. It was a thin, supple twig of hazel. And it's in a Y-shape. Folks, we're looking for a well, and we're looking for... We're possibly looking for the children as well with the last chess piece. I think... Hi, Lopez. If you put two, two together, you know what's going to happen. But let's see. Lopez, we have a stick. Certainly, senor. How can I help you? We'll help him by showing him the stick. Well, I got my divining rod. Now what? Simplicity itself, senor. Hold the wand at the upper ends of the Y. Hmm. 
apply a little tension with your wrists so that the slightest movement of the wand's tip is clear and walk slowly and steadily over the area. Hmm. Sounds easy enough. <laughs> we'll find this well in no time. All right. So he, George is now walking around with the stick. The thing is, uh, Lopez was still watering the garden, so... No, okay, he stopped, but George is still walking around. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an, one, another one of those cutscenes where uh, we just have George walking around, <laughs> walking around the uh, courtyard. Lopez was just sitting on a chair there for a minute, reading a book. Now he's playing darts with a big circle in the middle. Like, he's just fooling around, and George is still walking around. <laughs> Okay, this is probably taking a long time, I'm guessing. Oh, George stopped somewhere. You found something. Senior Stobart, <gasps> you've, you've found something. This is it. This is where we find the secret of the Templars. Wow. Hidden here for hundreds of years. <gasps> Lost from the sight of man until now. Lobus is still digging. The mystery is revealed. Where is it? It's a tin can. I've been walking up and down with a twig in my hands, looking for a tin can. Uh. It had water in it. That's what the dowsing stick must have detected. I'd have to check with an archaeologist, but I don't think the Templars left that. In truth, Senor Stobart, the lawn was laid many, many years ago. Hmm. This can could date back to the Napoleonic Wars. Wow. Get rid of it and I'll try it again. But that's a long time ago. He Lopez just... threw the can away. It seemed to fall an awfully long way. Hmm? Oh? Huh? That was very long. The splash at the end confirmed what we both suspected. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <gasps> it has been here all the time. All those years and nobody found it. Stood in awe for a moment, marveling at the secrets all around us. Wow. I got goosebumps I again. could have fallen down that. <laughs> How did he not notice that? I mean, it must have been hidden, but that's really... Okay, now we have a cutscene of uh, him helping George. Okay, he's holding on a rope and George is... Slowly climbing down this big well. Wow. It sure is big. The well had been lost for decades at least. The air was cool after the noon sun. Mm. But that's not what gave me goosebumps. I have a really, really bad feeling about this. Yeah, when you say that, George, that means we should save the game because we're comp we can probably die here. So let's save it over the JLR Podcast Network. Save... And then let's look around. So we have some rumble rocks here. What's this? Sometime in antiquity, there'd been a rock slide. Mm. Big ones. I wished I'd had a hard hat. <laughs> Good point. We see the light shining down the well, the sunlight. Thinking back to how long it had taken the can to fall to the bottom, I stayed as far from the edge as I could. Yeesh. Yeah, for some reason, there's this small rock path, like like we can get across to this huge door here that looks like, what do you know, a lion. Let's look at it. A great stone lion's head 
with a gaping maw full of fangs. As far as I knew, nobody had cast eyes upon it for centuries as it stood, waiting in the cool shadows. The words of the psalm kept running through my head, Save me from the lion's mouth. Save me from the lion's mouth. So, we definitely know that those biblical psalms, they, the, the biblical references are pointing us to this structure here, this door that looks like a lion's head. And there's a mouth here, a gaping mouth. Let's look at it. From a distance, the lion's head had been impressive. Mm. Close up, it was frightening. Mm. Hey, one of the fangs is a separate piece. Oh, so there's a separate piece. Let's look at it. A great stone lion's head with a gaping maw full of fangs. As far as I knew, nobody had cast eyes upon oh, we it just, for we waiting did. in the... The words of the... Save we just me. did that. All right. But okay. Shall we pull off, pull one of the fangs? Or maybe... You know what? I'll save here. Why? Because, because I'm going to show you... Because I like doing this. Showing you what happens if you don't do the right thing. So let's just pull on the fangs. I could hear the sound of a lot of stone moving, and I knew I was in danger. Knew I was in danger? A lot of stones moving? What could that mean? The door fell on George. Senior Stobart! Senior Stobart! Are you alright? He's dead. Senior Stobart! Lopez, stop shouting. He's obviously dead. R.I.P. Tombstone. Yes, that's right. You'll die if you don't move away quickly. So let's restore this save here. And we're standing in front of the lion's head again. And we are going to pull the fangs. But then obviously, what do we have to do? We have to get out of the way before that thing falls on us again. So, pull. I could hear the sound of a lot of stone moving. And I knew... I was in danger. Get away, get away, get away! Jump! <sighs> Phew! Safe. George jumped away from the rock falling down. <laughs> oh, very funny, you psychos! Senior Stobart! <gasps> Senior Stobart! Are you alright? It's okay, Lopez, I'm fine! Hey, susto, dada! You gave me a scare! <laughs> Nice try, Templars. Ah, nice try, Templars. So they tried once again to screw us over, like they and like in Marib. We were happy that Khan saved us, but he was actually going to kill us as well. Let's look. What is now behind this lion door? In the deep shadows, it was hard to make anything out. Hmm. It was hard to make anything out in the deep shadows. We need some light here. How could we reflect the sunlight from here over to this door here that is, well, in the deep shadows, we can't see anything. Well, it's a good thing that I picked up this mirror from the utility room. Let's reflect the sunbeam towards that, and let's see if we can see something. Oh, here we go. There, in the middle of the door, I could see some kind of socket. It looked like this wasn't quite the dead end it seemed. Socket, do you see? Well, what fits into a socket? A key, obviously. I think we have found 
the secret room that the Devasconcellos family had created. And something is sliding and... Open sesame! Another secret door! Bingo! We're able to enter another secret door and let's now check it out. What is in there? We get another cutscene. Two skeletons holding each other. And there was a chess piece. One of them was holding a chess piece. And there's a big chessboard. And there are horses. Men on horses riding. And now we're all. Before I left, though, there was one last thing to do. We're all of a sudden back with the Countess. What's George gonna do? You won't be needing that replacement piece anymore, Countess. <gasps> I found it with the children. <gasps> you found You'll probably want to be alone for a while. I'll be out in the garden with Lopez. She's shocked. He found the last chess piece. He found the children. A mystery that had been unsolved for 700 years. And back at Nico's apartment. All right, we're back in Paris. Lobino, he's sitting at the George, sofa. welcome back. What? Come in, George. It's good to see you again. Is it? Sure. What did you find in Spain? Without Andre, we wouldn't have got this far, George. True. Yeah, I know. He knows that, but why is Lopino there? <laughs> never, never mind. We need to talk the about. The clues that. led to an underground chamber at the bottom of a well. Mm. The Templars had left a tapestry showing a chessboard. Mm. The white pieces were vastly outnumbered. Mm. There was a stream running across the board, and a Templar knight on a horse. Okay. Does it mean anything to you, Andre? No, nothing. Hmm. Maybe we should tell Andre what else you found, Georges. There's a map and a Latin inscription. We told him to that. the west at the edge of the world. Map of Britain, right? Georges found that in a cave in Syria. Yeah, where the assassin almost killed me. True. Then we've got the burning of Jacques de Molay and the date, 1314. From the window of the church in Montfaucon Square. One of the few places where nobody tried to kill me. That's true. Then we have the image of a church that Georges found at the excavation. Hmm. I don't recall anyone trying to kill you there either, Georges. And finally we have the tapestry in Spain. Hmm. Did I mention I almost got killed there? Yes, Not yet, but uh, I'm you? sure you're about to. Hmm. It was only my cat-like reflexes that saved me from certain death. Cat-like reflexes, eh? And while I was risking life and limb, where were you, Andre? Getting your glasses fogged up over an Etruscan vase? <laughs> That's enough, boys. Can we get back to saving the world? Of course. My apologies. He started it. George, grow up. <laughs> well, uh, the Latin phrase are the words of Julius Caesar. All right. He was describing the island of Britain. Already are you that. sure? The map didn't look much like Britain. How come Caesar described Britain as being at the edge of the world? To the Romans, the Mediterranean was the center of the universe. Britain was a remote, unfriendly place inhabited by blue-painted savages. <laughs> it hasn't changed much. Well, they've stopped painting themselves blue. <laughs> Except when they go to a football match. <laughs> they used an extract from a plant called Woad, Isetis tinctoria. These Scots were using it until fairly recently in their wars with the English. Barely recently? I don't recall the Scots being at war with the English. 
George, How what's recently wrong with you? are you talking about? I believe William Wallace's men used it in the 13th century. Hmm. They might well have been using it as late as. Uh... You can't remember, can you? No. 1314. 1314. Ah, we're back onto that, are we? Andre, what is it? What do you mean? 1314 in Scotland. The Battle of Bannockburn. That would explain the stream on the chessboard. That's what a burn is. Right, Andre? As in Bannockburn? <gasps> right, George. And it gets better. Tradition has it that the Scots were helped by a shock force of, uh, well, can't you guess? Nuts Templar? Mm. Yes, a group of outlawed Templars. They are said to have turned the tide for the Scots. And it all ends at a church in the Isle of Britain at Bannockburn in a church. What are we waiting for? I'll call a cab. They've put the clues together. The Isle of Britain, Scotland, Bannockburn, church. I can't go. <laughs> Lobby, no, we didn't really need you, but George was not really being that <laughs> mature. <laughs> Andre, you've been loads of help, but... What George is trying to say is that you shouldn't feel guilty. I was? <laughs> we understand you've got commitments. Oh, listen, we have to hurry. Let's go, George. We'll see it through. Oh, and uh, don't worry about us. <laughs> yeah, they've become pretty uh, weird, those two, <laughs> around Nico especially. All of a sudden, we cannot go back to Paris. The only option, we can only go to Bannockburn in Scotland. So, folks, we're getting closer to the end, which means this will probably be the last episode, because I'm not going to quit. I'm going to see it. must be done. We're on a train now. Oh, oh. I guess so. And we must be nearly there. Hmm. Somewhere out there in the dark is Scotland. We've yeah. come a long way together to get here. So dramatic. Yeah. Let's hope it was worth it. So they're on the train together. For some reason, George only has the nose left. All the other items are gone. It's the only item that George has is the red nose. Shall we show it to Nico? I've still got the clown's nose. <laughs> so I see. You should throw it away, George. <laughs> okay. Shall we ask Nico some questions? There's something I've been meaning to say to you, Nico. Is this the right time and place, George? There might not be another time. I don't want to waste this chance. You don't need to say anything. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But here, with you. Now. Wow. This is a very intimate moment. Let's ask her more questions. You're exhausted. Why don't you get some sleep? Sleep? At a time like this? Excited, huh? Would you like something to help you sleep, dearie? Some old lady. I've got some tablets in my bag. Oh, no. Thank you. Thanks all the same, ma'am. Hmm. Seems like a nice old lady. All right. Uh, there's nothing more else to say to Nigo. We can look around this uh, train captain, I suppose. Who is this? The old lady reminded me of my grandmother. Hmm. Except, of course, that this old lady was still alive. All right. That's an interesting observation. Shall we talk to the old lady? Pardon me. Yes, my dear. Do you know what time we're due in Stirling? A quarter to six. But we're running 
eight minutes late. <laughs> we can ask her about the castle, about the books she's reading, and then the clown knows. Why not? The clown knows. Would you believe that this clown's nose led us to being on this train tonight? I would indeed. No, honestly, it... You would? Certainly. You have an honest face. It's an interesting answer from this old lady. Shall we ask about the ca uh, the, this uh, church in uh, Bannockburn? Do you know Sterling well? Yes, I do. Oh, Sterling. Is that where you two lovebirds abound? Yeah, we... It's one of the places we thought we'd see on our holiday. Be sure to visit the castle, won't you? Oh, I'm sure it's a neat place. But we are not really interested in history, are we, George? Hmm. Uh, no. I suppose espresso bars and boogie-woogie are more your cup of tea. That's right. There's nothing George enjoys more than a good boogie. What a weird comment there. Obviously, Nigo doesn't want us to talk, to tell this old lady too much about Sterling. Sterling, right? That's where um, the Battle of Sterling, yeah, that's one of the battles. Isn't that in, the, in Braveheart? Anyways, let's ask more about Sterling. Is there a church called St. Ninian's at Sterling? St. Ninian's. Yes, there is. And I know why you're going there. You do? Of course I do. It's obvious you're in love. <laughs> you're eloping, and they say romance is dead. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe we are eloping. <laughs> what is she reading? What's the book you're reading? Oh, it's something I picked up at the station. A medieval detective story. Quite well written for that kind of thing. Hmm. It's been out of print for years. I see. Shall we ask more about the book? What's the title of the book? The Crooked Crusader Caper by Molly Pegram. Molly Pegram? I assumed the author was a woman, but apparently not. His real name is... Professor Nigel Pegram. That is That's true. right. Do you know him? No, I never met him. George is a great fan of these, though. Interesting. That is very com. Uh, that's quite the coincidence that this old lady is reading a book about a b book that Professor Pegram wrote, one of the men that was behind in the conspiracy, but then got lost in Ireland after he gave Sean Fitzgerald the gem, probably taken out by Khan. Shall we? There's nothing else we can do here, so shall we leave? See if we can find something outside. Where are you going, Josh? Oh. Do I need to spell it out? <laughs> don't snap at me. If you're going to take a leak, why don't you say so? <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a leak. She took it really personally. Oh, train conductor. L E A K. Oh. <laughs> Tickets, please. George. Oh, hi. <laughs> Pay attention, George. That's a standard full price peak return. Don't you have a senior citizen's rail card? He's checking I it. rarely travel by train. Hmm. My ticket is perfectly valid, is it not? Well, yeah, but you could have saved up to a third of the cost. I do not need to indulge in puffling thriftiness. Blimey, 
You're a funny old bird and no mistake. Weird conversation. Tickets, please, sir. Here. <laughs> Off to Sterling, eh? Yes, we are. Well, I hope you won't be disappointed. It's mm -hmm. a miserable place this time of year. Still, there's plenty of pubs and a lovely view from the castle. What kind of Thank a, you. What kind of a tourist... <laughs> it would be terrible at the tourist information. I don't right? want to worry you, but... There was something familiar about that guy. Hmm. Are you sure? You're tired. Perhaps you're mistaken. Hmm. Maybe. But I didn't like the look in his eyes when he spoke to you. Hmm. Weird looking guy. Wonder why. Shall we observe Nico? She was as beautiful as ever. <gasps> but the shadows beneath her eyes marked the strain of the last few days. Ah, uh, that is true. If... George, if you only knew what hap what happens in the director's cut, maybe one day I'll I'll play that as well, the the part where we have play as Nico. But let's see, are we gonna talk to him anymore? There's nothing else we can talk about. Nope, there's nothing we can talk about to Nico. Pardon about. me. And uh, the old woman that we're yes, dear. There's yeah, we already have said everything we had to say. So we take that leak that we were talking about? Can't you sit still, George? Will you not let us go, Nico? I need to go to the John. While you're there, check out the buffet car, George. Hmm. Unthinkable though it is, I am hungry enough to eat English food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they can make fun of English food since they're revolutionary. It's a British car. They're obviously making fun of themselves. You know. All right, so I'm on the. We can go left. We can go right. There's a door here. It to was the, the right. door to the baggage car. Can we go to the baggage car? The door was locked. We cannot. All right. So we head this way then. There's some guy here. He's uh, white and black stripes. It looks like a guy who could be a Newcastle fan. <laughs> but then again, are we Scotland? Was he supposed to stop at Newcastle and he forgot? And now we're on the way to Scotland? What else do we have here? There's a door here. It was the door to a sleeping compartment. Ah, so that... So we were not in a sleeping compartment. We were just one of those normal uh, seating ones. Let's head more towards... St there's more of these sleeping compartments. And let's see... <gasps> oh, no. That gangster creep from the hotel. Guido. Guido. Well, he didn't scare me. Hey, Buster, this is a no-smoking car. <laughs> okay, maybe he did scare Okay, he's staring got at George. worse. <laughs> I suddenly realized who the conductor had reminded me of. Who? Eklund, Marquet's murderer. Oh, snap, the guy who was with the conspiracy during the meeting. Eklund, let's go back. Warn Nigo. Eklund is the guy who, yeah, who killed uh, Jacques Marquet at the, at the hospital. And he was part of the, uh, he was with the conspiracy, right? Let's warn, uh-oh. Where's Nico? Where's the old lady? They're not inside. Let's go inside. <gasps> no one's there. I should have known better than to leave Nico and the old lady alone. Suddenly, the sword of Baphomet took second place to finding the girl I loved. <gasps> he just admitted George is in love with Nico. We kind of felt <laughs> the vibes, but what are we going to do? Did someone see them go somewhere? 
What about this guy who's dressed up like a Newcastle fan? Let's go inside his cabin. Let's talk to him. There are two of them, actually. The man's face was blotched and unshaven. I guess he'd been traveling all night. <laughs> Red-rimmed eyes stared fish-like above his broken nose. Jesus. And then, then there's this one guy who seems like he's passed out. All I could see of the man's face was a massive purple bruise around his eye. It Eesh. was a strange contrast with his flaming red hair, which stuck out in stiff, greasy tufts. Eesh. And what's this on the floor? It's, it, looks like, it looks like vomit. Jesus. Okay. Shall we ask this guy, the, the one who's awake, if he saw something? Hi. Having a party? No. This is breakfast. Come on, join us, man. We're Basha. Wake up, man. What's company? His breath was like the outlet from a chemical factory. Excuse me, mate. He's taking a nap. Sleeping like a bobby. I'll wake him up when we get to Newcastle. <laughs> we passed through Newcastle half an hour ago. And I never noticed. Okay, that's a uh, Georgie... What is it called? A Georgie accent? Yeah, so yeah, he was definitely a New Newcastle guy. That's why he has the... Black and white stripes colors. Okay, so did he see Nico? Did you see what happened to the young woman in the next compartment? No, Paula, didn't have you lost that like? <laughs> She's disappeared. The old lady too. I think they're in trouble. Oh, we yeah, man, an old lady too. Yeah, you gotta help me. Maybe they went to the toilet like. I don't <laughs> think so. They never go on their own. I was in pairs, you know. No, she's been abducted. I'm sure. I've got to go look for her. What's stopping you, pal? The conductor. He's not what he seems. You want to avoid him, like? That's about it. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> so for for uh, so I I probably forgot to mention. Uh, I try to mention it all the time. This is not only a video on YouTube. This is also an audio podcast for you know Spotify, iTunes, and all of that. And uh, but um, for the the uh, the audience that is listening, not seeing this, not only is he speaking with a really heavy Georgie accent, but even the subtitles have <laughs> have been altered. It's not like the right spelling. It's actually fun <laughs> phonetically spelled <laughs> like news. What was new? Not Newcastle. News. Newscastle. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So what about the what about Guido? Did you, did you see him? Listen, I need your help. What's the matter? There's a What's guy that? on this train who's trying to kill me. Relax, man. You wouldn't try nothing with us in Basharia. <laughs> we are veterans like so action at Breitling Sea. I don't recall the British Army being involved in a conflict at anywhere called Breitling Sea. Well, you just take it from me, pal. You're in safe hands. Take, not take, T-A-K-E, but T-E-K? Let's ask him about the beer. What is that stuff you're drinking? It smells like gasoline. Why? <laughs> I'll put hairs in your chest, like. And your eyeballs, too, by the looks of you. <laughs> Shall we show him the nose? Would you like a red nose? No, thanks, pal. I got one of my own. Uh, that's a good comment. <laughs> All right. See you later. Right. He said he would help us. What about the window? The window seemed to have been sprayed with tiny flecks of froth. Could we go up on, on top of the train and then go to the back? Because the door is closed. We got a safe. We could die here. I'm stressed out. Let's go up. Open the window. Let's see if we can get, get outside. 
Devin, do it, Pride. Don't jump. <laughs> I don't intend to jump. I'm going to climb on top of the train. You're kidding, aren't you? Just watch me. <laughs> All right, we have the option to go up. So we're going out the window and we're going up on the train. Hold on now, pal. I'll give you a hand, like. <laughs> All right. The guy's going to help us out. He's seriously drunk, but he's able to... <laughs> he's able to lift us up a little bit. And now here we are on top of the train. All right, so we have to be really careful here. We cannot pass this point here because this... It was the arm that fed electricity from the overhead cables to the train. Yeah. I could almost smell the high-tension current. So we're not going forward because if we get close to that electric shock, boom, we're dead. So we're going backwards. We're going towards the uh, the back of the car. He's going to jump. Ooh. Seems very dangerous. Let's see. There's a, what is there's a small ladder here that uh, leads to a door. It was a sliding door on the side of the baggage car. All right. Let's see if we can go down there, go down these steps, and see if we can open that door. <gasps> oh my God! What's going on? It's Eklund and it's Flap, and the old lady is fighting Flap. Oh, he put Flap with Eklund. He's sh he shot the old lady. It's not the old lady, and now he's aiming the gun at us. Well, let's pull this thing here. Stop a train, and now was my chance. Pull on it! Stop the train! Nice. A bunch of boxes fell on Eklund. George is going up to the old you lady. You saved our lives, but why? It's not the old lady. We are always on the same side, Stobart. Different causes, but a common enemy. The Knights Templar. Don't call them that. The real Templars were a noble foe. These barbarians have no right to that name. These men are no better than dogs. What are the Neo-Templars after? What is the Sword of Baphomet? Not what you think, my friend. It is a weapon, yes, but one which our enemies will find difficult to wield. A double-edged sword. A power older than Timolay, older than Solomon. We'll stop them. You and me together. And Nico. No, George. My journey ends soon at the Garden of Paradise. You're talking in riddles. Can't you tell me straight what they're after? The sword symbolizes a colossal energy caused by the alignment of the Earth's natural power fields. Which are focused at St. Ninian's. <gasps> the energy endowed the Templars with the power which made them great. A power which made them charismatic to such an extent they could control the will of all around them. Jesus, that is quite the power. That is completely different from a normal sword. We can ask about the nose. It's your nose, fella. Hmm. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> no, it's not appropriate. We can ask about Bull's head. That's the last time we he tried to kill us then, but he actually now tried to he he tried to save Nico and he was fighting with Flap. He punched Flap and threw him out the train, but then Eklund was able to shoot him, but we were able to stop the train immediately by pulling on that string that, you know, emergency stop and Bunch of boxes fell on Eklund, and he's now unconscious. 
unconscious uh, on the floor in the train. But yeah, Khan is bleeding out. He got shot by the gun. Let's talk to him before he dies. So, How did you escape from the bull's head? It is a long walk from the cliff of the bull to the village, Stobart. Yes. Fortunately, I know the ways of the wilderness. Also, I have a sister who keeps a garage just around the corner. Well, he is Syrian, so it was in this local neighborhood. That's it. We're, we have nothing else to say to Khan, but... The guy who started it, the clown, the killer clown, was actually not the real enemy. And he, in the end, he was fighting with us. Quite a twist there. Let's say goodbye. May Allah guide you to our enemies. Thanks. One last thing. Oh, he's bleeding what? out. What is it? He's dead. Khan is dead. Let's look at him. The guy was a professional killer. The last thing he deserved was sympathy. I had to admit it, though. I was sorry he'd ended up this way. Hmm. I see. What about Eklund? Underneath that heap of tumbled crates was Eklund. I wasn't about to help him out. No, sir. What about Nico? Nico looked good. Even in ropes. Shall we untie her? Nico looked good. Oh. Even in ropes. We're not able to do that? So what shall we do? Get the axe? The head of the axe glinted invitingly. I could hack Eklund into tiny pieces and feed him to the wolves. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get the axe. Don't even think about it, George. <laughs> what? Who? Look me straight in the eye and tell me you weren't thinking of using that axe on Eklund. Don't be foolish, woman. I was going to use it on you. We cannot save Nico her. looked good. We're just going to have to... What about this The door? rear exit was barred and padlocked. Can we open the... The padlock? rear exit was barred... Nope. Can we leave the train? It has stopped, but if we Where leave... Where do you think you're going? Obviously, Nico... Don't worry. Gonna... I hadn't forgotten about you. All right. And tell me this instant, Jostobat. I will. When I'm ready. When I'm ready... Did he kiss her? Oh, that's not fair, George. <gasps> no. You took advantage while my hands were tied. When Eklund pointed that gun at me, I thought I was going to die. I thought of all the things I'd never get to do. And kissing you was at the top of my list. George? Uh-huh? George, we've got to get off the train. Eklund could recover at any time. So what are we waiting for? You get off the train, but George, that stunt that you did there... Kissing her with her hands tied um, is not acceptable today by today's standards. <laughs> Several minutes later. All right. Never mind. Um, here we are somewhere in the nature. We've left the train. So they're going on by foot. And where are we heading? Oh, it's quite the graveyard. An old graveyard. Kind of spooky looking. And is it dawn? Sure, it's getting brighter outside. Probably they've been walking for a while. That's the church. I'd feel happier if we had a gun or something. Khan gave me something. What? His handbag. <coughs> oh, great. 
If we run into any killers, we can give them a good buffeting. Didn't he have any weapons? You don't know half of it. This bag's full of C4. Wow. wow. Why didn't C4. you say so? Boy, we'll show them now. What's C4? Plastic, Josh. We're going to shop our way to victory? George, how Two do you not kilos know? of plastic explosive. The detonator's broken now. No problem. We'll buy a box of matches somewhere. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It takes a small explosion to start the big explosion. Well, that's not much use then. What does that sign say? Apparently, during the English Civil War in the mid-17th century, this place was used as an arms dump. Yeah? What happened? Look at the state of this place, George. You work it out. Oh, stray spark? You mm. got it. The tower was the only thing to survive the blast. I hope the explosion didn't destroy the Sword of Baphomet. Do you? I rather hope it did. I get what you mean. So there's this big church here. It was just about recognizable as the church I'd seen reflected in the chalice. Well then there's Templars, no mistake. Templars, roundheads and cavaliers. This place has seen a lot of history. There's no denying it. This is the place. Let's then go inside. See what we have here. Hmm. Interesting. So, we're inside this church and there seems to be a door Above here. the carved cross was an indecipherable inscription. Hmm. For all I knew, it could have been scribed in Gaelic. Can we read it? I mean, Nico's reading it now. Hmm. I tried pushing the panel, but wasn't surprised when it failed to move. It's not accessible. Shall we look at Nico? She was as beautiful as ever, but the shadows beneath her eyes... Yeah, okay, okay, well, you've already said that. Shall we talk to her? Nico? Uh-huh. We can ask... We can talk about her. What are you doing? Committing this inscription to memory. Can you read it? No. No. Can we ask one more question? What's the point of studying the inscription if you can't read it? Because it could be important. A clue to whatever we're looking for. Who knows? I might find someone in Stalin to translate it. We don't have time to go looking for a linguist. No? At least I am doing something positive. Shall I ask her again? What language is that inscription written in? You're the language student, you tell me. It looks like ancient Norse. Maybe. Ancient Perhaps Norse. it's in code. I don't think so. Norse code. <laughs> Norse code. Not Morse code, Norse code. Oh, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, old-timer gag. What's here? It was a heap of stones and stuff which had tumbled down from the rafters. All right. Shall we look through it? I scrabbled around in the rubble and found an old clay pipe with a broken stem. Hmm. I see. You would think that would be the only thing. But actually, we can try again. Under one of the stones, I found a metal coin which was green with age. Hmm. You would think that would be the last one, but let's try again. It was caked with soil, but what I'd found was a small cog and spindle. Small cog and spindle? Was that the last thing? Or can we find something else? With mounting excitement, I felt something between my fingers. It was short, hard, and black. 
something I hadn't expected to find here. It was a plastic pen top. It's such an, a remarkable thing. Can we find something else? I didn't find anything. Nope, not about it. But we found four things, four different searches, and we found four things. The cog was one of those objects I wished I hadn't carried in my pocket. <laughs> and then the coin? It was an old coin. And then the... It was a black plastic pen top. Black, black uh, plastic pen top, although it's blue here. I don't know why you call it black. And then the, the pipe. The pipe could have been anything from 50 to several hundred years old. Wow, that's quite the pipe. What's over here? The wheel had a serrated edge which meshed with the turning cog. Marks on the spindle behind the wheel suggested it once had a rope attached to it. There's a cog here. It was a simple cog arrangement with a handle to turn the larger wheel. Can we take the cog? Like the other cog? The handle turned easily and the larger wheel began to revolve. Oh, we took the handle. Damn! Then the handle came off in my hand. Okay. Well, the handle came off. What about the cock? Now that the handle was gone, it was easy to remove the cog and spindle. So now we have two of them. Two cocks and spindle, right? The cog was mounted on a short, slim spindle. Hmm. And then the handle, right? Now let's look at this weird statue here. The stone face of the demon grinned with a horribly lifelike expression. It was so realistic... I could imagine the sculptor carving it from a live model. <laughs> so it, we see there's two holes for the eyes, right? Examining the demon more closely, I realized something about its face. It was a clever illusion. No matter where I stood, the eyes weren't looking at me. There was a simple reason. The demon didn't have any eyes. He doesn't have any eyes. And then there's the mouth, right? I ran my fingers across the cold stone and probed the holes in the demon's eyes. Beneath them, the mouth formed another hole. But I wasn't about to put my finger in there. Ugh, let's not put the finger in there. What about the pen? I mean the pen top. I pushed the pen top into the mouth and it disappeared somewhere inside the statue. Hmm. It had probably gone straight to Byro Hell. <laughs> Byro Hell. What about the pipe? Can we use the pipe? <laughs> With the clay pipe in his mouth, he looked happy, homely, like somebody's granddaddy. Uh-oh, Nico's What do you think you're doing, Josh? I wondered if there was a secret mechanism in the demon's mouth. Maybe you should show a little more respect. <laughs> For a mythical medieval demon? Give me a break. <laughs> okay. Go right ahead. Meddle with forces you don't understand. Incur the demon's wrath and burn in hell. Just see if I care. She's really touchy. I think she didn't really like us kissing her. And she has her reasons for it. Um, I don't think the pipe is going to work. I ran my feet oh, beneath did. them. All right. So not the pipe. What about the handle? Hmm. He did spin the handle in the mouth, but nothing happened. Maybe something, we need something for the eyes. What about the cock, the two cocks? The cog slipped neatly into the eye socket. 
Interesting. What about the other one? They should fit together now, right? With a rasp of metal on stone, I eased the second eye into place. What about turning the handle now with the two cogs? I pushed the handle into the demon's mouth. The cogs all meshed. I began to turn. Turn it around, turn it around. <gasps> They're spinning. And voila, door open. <laughs> George gives us a nice perky smile there. See, we could open the door. Let's talk Nico? to Nico. Uh-huh. Let's get inside. Oh, we can't really... Uh, shall we show her the pipe? Nico, I found an old clay pipe. Josh, I don't care. Jesus, what about the coin? Look, I found an old coin. You think it's worth anything? Josh, focus <laughs> on the situation at hand, please. All right, all right. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Is that okay to say these days? <laughs> Let's go inside. What has this place... As soon as oh. I saw the flickering <gasps> torches, I realized the bogus Templars had beaten us to the sword. Oh. But where were they now? And why was it so quiet? They must have been here before us. We see there are some torches here. The torch burned with a sickly dim glow and a stench like fire and brimstone. It seems like there's an underground passage here. And then... A lot of gunpowder. The powder spilling from the barrels. Rims, 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 rims. Is this just me or did rims, 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 me. You'll excuse that. So the recording all of a sudden stopped because the computer had to update some Microsoft software, and Windows 10 is a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, my computer just cannot handle all, like me recording a video and then oh, it's time to update <sighs> everything crashed anyways i looked at where we were at before uh, everything crashed we just looked at the um, torches and now we're going to look at the gunpowder take two it was gunpowder oh he just said it is gunpowder he had a much more ex better explanation about it but because <laughs> Well, he's looking at it for the second time. There's a shorter explanation. Shall we talk to Nico? Nico? Uh-huh. Shall we ask about the Templars? That's an option now. It looks like the Templars got here first. Should we we might so? not be too late. There's still a chance. I wish I had your optimism. <laughs> so do I, Josh. Sometimes you're so negative. <laughs> he's not only negative, but he can be, uh, you know, um, pessimistic. Pessimistic? Yeah. And also too sarcastic, I suppose. Can we pick up this torch here? No, Josh! <gasps> what? Leave that torch right where it is. In case you ever notice, the crypt is full of gunpowder. So what? Don't you trust me? <laughs> it's not a question of trust. No? You think I'm a jerk, don't you? <laughs> don't be silly, Josh. And keep your voice down. I thought I heard something. Like chanting. I heard it too. George, did you not hear that chanting? Let's head towards this entrance here. Listen, I can definitely hear chanting. You're right. I hear it too. What do you suppose they're doing? 
It wouldn't surprise me if they were holding some kind of satanic sex ritual. So, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Shh! So they're heading towards... Going deeper into the crypt. They heard chanting. I heard it too. We have a cutscene of them. Looking down from God knows where. And there's a Will huge, you look at that? Huge statue, three headed Baphomet. <gasps> Labino was right. This place was ancient even to the Templars. Wow. This whole place? This is Baphomet? This is Finally, Baphomet. the truth. The Templars had never worshipped this graven image. No more than they'd worship a rainbow. But, like a rainbow, they regarded it as a symbol of a covenant with God who'd revealed this place to them. <gasps> it's Rosso! Inspector Rosso is with- Rosso! Why is it double-dealing treacherous? And the grand- they both notice him. Oh, Eglon is behind On you guys. On the contrary. Uh-oh. Inspector Rosso has been the model of obedience. An important quality in a true Templar. Now be quiet and watch if you wish to live much longer. Uh-oh. So... We're need. We're gonna have to watch this ceremony. There are a bunch of people in cloaks there, in front of these two pillars, and they seem to be full Brothers of energy. Brothers and sisters, we are gathered here to witness the reforging of the sword that was broken. Here before God's sentinel, Baphomet. God's sentinel. So this large statue, Baphomet, there are three-headed faces, is the source of this ultimate power that the Templars used back in the day. Giving them Grandmaster <gasps> and Knight of Baphomet. He's addressing the Grandmaster. We salute and pledge our obedience to you. Oh. That's the guy from the meeting at Montfanchon. I salute you, gatekeeper of the temple. Hmm. The South African is the gatekeeper. And Rosso must, must have been on it. That's why he dropped it. Seven centuries ago, our greatest weapon, the sword of Baphomet, was lost to us. Not actual sword, but okay. This power sword. Now we prepare to reforge it, to wield against new enemies. As the tired millennium dies, and this world looks for new leaders, we shall not fail. Not really looking for new... We shall lead the people to a new order, wherein all borders will dissolve. Uh, wasn't Hitler all singing? All will be united under the Red Cross of the Templars. We'll be united un under force, yeah. That doesn't sound... It's been tried before. I, think, I don't think that's going to work. He's going towards the pillars now. <gasps> this energy's lighting up and he's standing behind, between the Oh! He's been struck by lightning from the two pillars. It seems like it's giving him energy. He's in pain though. Jesus. Everyone's watching in awe. So that is the power. That's what the sword of Baphomet is about. This life energy from the planet as well this old energy set much older than the templars 
And why the statue with three hideous faces? It's such a weird idol. But that's, I mean, that's Baphomet, I suppose. Oh, they're approaching George and Nico now. The Grandmaster, Inspector Rosso. George, <gasps> we have watched your efforts to stop us with respect. But surely you realize that you have been misled by our enemies. Have you? Both of us want a better world. Fortunately, no harm has been done. We need determined, resourceful men like you. Join us, George. Join us in true brotherhood. So he wants to. Yeah. True. Wait. Don't do it, George. Brothers? What about Marquet? Yeah. What about Pegram and Klausner? Yes. You didn't look on them as brothers, only as failures. Three men dead, and you don't give a damn. George, yes. you know that sacrifices are necessary. <gasps> Every great undertaking. Join you. I'll see you in hell first. Way to go, George. Oh, George. I had great hopes for you. C'est la guerre. Eklund. Kill him. Oh no. Aglon's gonna try to... He's gonna shoot George. Oh! Nico kicks the gun out of him, but he punches Nico. And now George is going after Aglon. And then, but he punched him down and now he's... He's strangling George. Oh no! George! Do something! Aglon is strangling him to death. <gasps> this is bad. Oh! Someone threw a knife! At Aglon's neck! It's Inspector Rosso! Is he saving George at the last moment? I swear! I just wanted things to be right! <gasps> oh! But Rosso is shot! By the Grandmaster! Take them! <gasps> Kill them! They will not escape! George, get out of there, Nico! They're running away. What a, quite the action! Oh no, there's Guido! Damn it! And he's holding well, a knife! Well. If it isn't the great detective and his beautiful assistant, it's going to be a pleasure killing the pair of you. Josh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He's holding a knife? Well, let's get... Before he throws that knife at, at, at us, let's take one of those torches and throw it on him, but we throw it at the gunpowder. <gasps> Come on, Nico. We're leaving. Oh, oh, the Grand Monster is behind us. You... Fools! You cannot escape us! Guido! Stop them! But master, the powder! That powder is from the English Civil War! You fool! He's over 300 years old! How explosive do you think it can be? Still gunpowder, isn't it? I thought it was all over, but Nico had one last oh. trick up her sleeve. Or in her handbag, to be exact. A handbag full of plastic explosives. Maybe, but this stuff is brand new. <gasps> She's taking out the handbag with the C4. Oh, 
dear. Oh no, the grandmother saw that. And then we have a cutscene. Oh, Guido's freaking out. They're running up the stairs, George and Nico. He's trying to blow up the flame. <laughs> They're running outside. We have the image. And the church blows up. Jesus. They're okay. They're safe behind the tombstone. Wow. That's very nice look that Nico gave George. <gasps> and we see them, a silhouette, the two of them kissing. And now it was Nico that kissed George. This, that's a legend. You no, know, <gasps> you'll never be able to write your story now. I don't care. I've got what I want. Huh? Just tell me one thing, George. Is our life together always going to be this crazy? Actually, yes, it's gonna be, Nico, because there are four more Broken Swords games. <laughs> Credits, folks, you know what that means. Director, Charles Cecil. Project producer, Stevens. Scriptwriter, Dave Cummings, Jonathan Howard. I'm not gonna obviously uh, name them all and clap for each one of them, but yeah, the gist, gist of it. I mean, I mean, Charles Cecil is probably the, the godfather of the project. Folks, that's the end of Broken Sword, The Shadow of the Templars walkthrough and review. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Uh, I guess in the end, I can give my final review, although the uh, credit list song is really loud, so maybe I should just press escape once. The end. Okay. Um, you can uh, check out the credits uh, on the internet. You don't have to sit and wait for it here but yeah so my final verdict is uh, it, it's still my favorite game of all time and um i love playing it every time especially when i still have goosebumps like that <laughs> at, at the end so what else can i say I'm, i know i need to e edit this video because uh, it got cut out there at the end thank god it didn't happen like during a dramatic scene or something that would have been really annoying but anyways what can I say? Um, they don't make point-in-gamers like that anymore. It's because they don't really make point-in-gamers anymore. <laughs> point-and-click, sorry, point-and-click games like that. And um, this storyline is so... was so intriguing back in the day. I hadn't seen anything like this before. For people that are seeing this now, they might think of, oh, isn't that kind of similar to what, you know, the Da Vinci Code is all about? Let me tell you, this game is older than the Da Vinci Code. And I think it's highly suspicious that in the Da Vinci Code we have an American man and a French woman solving all these riddles together. Definitely. He definitely played the game. Whatever his name is, that guy who made that stupid book. <laughs> it was alright. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't, like, this is, like, it's by, it's my favorite game. It's by far the, the game that I can play the most again and again. The most, rep the game that I can, I can repeat playing as long as I live, I think. <laughs> and it's good to have it now all recorded. And, uh, now you have the walkthrough for the game. If you should be stuck while playing it or maybe you didn't you just wanted to see me play it that's all fine by me as well but um i don't know like wh where can i wh wh what can i say about the final wording just unbelievable script unbelievable story great gags the writing is perfect the the, the characters i love george sopart ralph saxon's acting is so 
Oh, I love the the uh, some of the deadpan humor. It's ju he's just terrific, and uh, and some of the gags. I'm still thinking about that painter who said, <laughs> "Viva Lindrufens." <laughs> I'm always no noticing. Uh, I, I keep noticing new gags that I didn't really pick up maybe before. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, but um, and it's just it's such a different vibe from video games today. That ki this kind of a store, this kind of an inquisitor, uh, like, yeah, investigative uh, type of gaming, really, there might be some, like, I've heard about games like, uh, what was it, Alan Wake, but that's also not that new new of a game, I suppose, and, and you know, yeah, I don't know, this is, the, this is the type of gaming you don't really get these days anymore, unless it's a broken sword game that, like, you know that has been uh, like the one that, that came out in 2013. You know, uh, the f the fifth and the last one in the series. Well, maybe not the last one. Maybe we'll get a future Broken Sword game. I really hope so. Something in this similar style. And yeah, folks, uh, I, I I could babble on and on about it, but the game is near perfect, almost perfect. <laughs> And uh, I, like I said, I hope you've enjoyed these uh, walkthrough and review videos of Broken Sword, The Shadow of the Templars. And um, one would think, why not do Broken Sword 2, the uh, the uh, smoking mirror next? I'll do it eventually. Maybe not yet, but I think I'll do it and do that as well someday. You just stay in touch. Keep, you should subscribe to the JLR Podcast Network and uh, also su subscribe to the audio podcast on uh, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, SoundCloud, whatever. Okay, I think that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. So, stay tuned for more stuff from the JLR Podcast Network in the future. And I bid you farewell and good night. Bye-bye.